0: Hey church family, look at us, Church Online, good to see you all. Phew, what a week, hey, we're living in crazy times. Um, But I think it's important for us all to just gather on a Sunday still, even if it's online, even if it's in small groups, to encourage one another, to just hear what the Lord's saying, um, and so, just so we're all on the same page, we all have a clear perspective. Um, so it's such a delight to have you all online today. Um, praise God. Um, I, I don't think it's an accident that as the Lord has started pouring out his spirit and we see the beginnings of revival, um, the enemy is freaking out and we're seeing him kill, steal, destroy shut things down, isolate. Um, it's not a coincidence, but I just want to encourage you today, take heart, God is still on his throne, Jesus is Lord and he's not freaking out. And in fact, Romans eight twenty eight says that God works all things together for good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So I have no doubt, that the Lord is causing all things to work together for good. Um, And I believe that the church is actually heading into into a space where we will be stronger than ever before. And I know we can't meet corporately, we can't meet together, but we are all over the city in homes all across the city, all across Australia, all across the world. The church is gathering in twos and threes and really small groups. Um, which means that it is an awesome time for discipleship to take place. And big meetings are wonderful and there's a place for them. There's a place for the corporate gathering of the saints, for the fivefold to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for unity in worship and prayer. That's a powerful space. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But also I'm so excited to see a discipleship culture just come out of this, um, space where we need to be in smaller numbers. Um, I'm so excited to, to rub up against each other and be seeing each other more closely and being able to ask questions and see each other's lives and just bring um, encouragement and pray for one another and just really knit together as a family. So I'm excited. Just remember our church vision. I just thought I'd read, it, read a little part. It says, We see thousands of church groups in homes where the lost are loved, care for, and experience the God who looks like Jesus. We see church groups exponentially and spontaneously multiplying throughout our city, nation, and nations of the world as the love of God compels people to share the gospel of the kingdom. Oh, my friends, we're good at church groups. We are good at church groups. So I want to encourage you this isn't a bad thing that we can't meet corporately it's a bummer but man we can we can meet in homes we can go back to our foundations remember the the early church what it looked like it was in homes going from house to house devoting themselves to the apostles doctrine doctrine to fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers let's keep it simple guys it doesn't have to be complicated the gospel's not complicated Praise God. That is my just quick exhortation regarding church. Um, who knows what it will be like. We're trying it like this this, this week. We're open to um, doing it another way. Um, so let's just keep talking. I'm just so excited that even people that couldn't go to a home today can jump online and we can see your face and we can, we can chat with you over the chat. We can um, have a chat. It's just awesome. I love it. So um, let's, just, let's just watch this space and let's make it, um, see it develop um, into, into a really useful time on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, so be excited. I feel like the church will grow stronger and continue to grow up into Christ. She's going to be stronger than ever because of this. If, if the Lord added to the number day by day those being saved, In Acts, when they're meeting in homes, he can do it again. So we just declare that over our church, over um, the Australian church, the the church of the world, that the Lord's adding to their number day by day those being saved. They're devoting themselves to fellowship, to the Apostles' Doctrine, to prayer and to the breaking of bread. Come on, let's see see the church of Jesus rise up. So today... um, I wanted to try and keep it pretty short and practical. Um, And I just thought that I'd love to give you three practical keys for walking out these times, which can be really challenging. Um, And you probably know them all. They're probably things you know. You're probably not going to go, oh, wow, boom, that's a big revelation. Um, But I still want to encourage you and stir you up in the truth and I hope that if you're grounded and established in these things, then you would go and do the same this week for another Christian, another brother or sister in the Lord who's, who's not quite as um, solid or for an unbeliever, maybe you can share the love of Jesus and just share um, the peace and the hope that you have. Okay? So three keys to Thrive at this time. And the first question I want to ask you is, what are you watching? What are you watching? And we're going to go to Matthew 14, 22 to 33, and it's the story about Jesus walking on the water. All right, so Matthew 14, verse 22. I hope you've got your Bibles. You should open them up. Let's get in the Word together. <sighs> okay, it says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. It says, when Peter saw the wind, when Peter saw the wind, my question to you is today, what are you watching? Peter needed to have his eyes and focus on one thing, Jesus. But he not only noticed the wind, but he watched it until it made him afraid. I, I feel like I know what happened to Peter because you know when you don't notice something, but then all of a sudden you see it and then you can't unsee it. And it, you can't help but, but, but give it your attention because you've seen it now. Do you know that feeling? Peter saw the wind. It took his attention off Jesus and, and then he continued to watch the wind um, and, until fear came in and then he started to sink. I want to encourage you to be so careful about what you allow to, to take your attention. What are you filling yourself with in this time? We have access to 24-7 news. Please don't allow that to be the only thing you're watching. As people of God, we need to be informed. But we need to have our gaze firmly fixed on Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's the one who holds all the answers. He's the name above every name, Jesus. We need to be watching him. Keep your eyes on him at this time. What you focus on, you become sensitive to. So what are you watching? Make sure it's Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Secondly, what is God saying? If Jesus only did and said what the Father was doing and saying, that's the example for us to follow and walk in. Every morning, make it a habit to ask God, what are you saying today, Lord? Here I am, here I am, your servant, I'm listening. What are you saying? (sighs) Ah. I'll give you an example of what that might look like. He's 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 got a lot to say at the moment. He for anyone with ears to hear, he will speak to you. He's got bread for every day. He's so lovely, so kind. So this week, on Monday, I'm it's cleaning day. I drop my kids at school, I clean my house, and I'm cleaning, cleaning my house. Um, and I just felt all of these worship songs coming Coming up, rising in my spirit, they're not songs I would normally listen to, but it was the Lord. He was like, "Worship me, Naomi." There's a grace to worship, and so I was able to worship. And as I worshipped Him, um, while I'm vacuuming and mopping, and I'm just declaring His name, while I'm while I'm doing these things, um, a, like inters, intercession came upon me, and I, I felt um, prayers of intercession just flowing out of my heart for, for the whole situation of the world, for the people affected by the coronavirus, for the church, for our church community, for individual people, for my family. And it was, it was Jesus himself, like just the prayers that were bubbling up from his spirit into mine and coming out. I was able to partner with him. So that's what it looked like on Monday. On Wednesday, I jumped in my car after I dropped the kids off at school. And I'm on my way to church room. I said, Father, what are you saying? What are you saying right now? And I heard the words of Psalm 121. 100, Psalm 121. I just heard them rushing through my thoughts. And I'm like, oh, you're speaking Psalm 121 over me. I'm just going to read it for you because it's so encouraging. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will keep you from all evil. You're going out. And you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Oh, what a blessing that scripture is. That's what he was saying that day. He's like, I'm your keeper. I, I will keep you going out and you're coming in. I'm going to keep you from all evil. I was able to share that with the with the girls in my church group and encourage them in that and declare that over them and, and pray I'm um, into that. Praise God! On Thursday, I heard the Lord in prayer, declaring Isaiah 60 over the church. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. We're seeing that right now, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising so the lord was declaring that over the church globally arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you ah oh, thank you father and i was able to partner with what he's saying and and pray into that and release that over the church Um, release that over my life individually. Um, Praise God. And then on Friday, I just heard um, just um, the phrase, um, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forth. Don't you perceive it? This is what the Lord was speaking. And I just felt like the Lord's like, you don't need to fear. I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forward. Like, don't don't lose heart, don't, don't get, get disheartened. You, yeah, you may not be able to meet on Friday, but I'm doing a new, uh, on Sunday, but I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forth. It's not going to stop revival. Come on. Will you believe? Will you partner with me? Will you believe in me and what I'm doing? I'm just like, yes, Father. And so I was able to partner with him. Ah. Oh. And so do you see when you know what the Lord is saying, You know how to pray. You know what to speak to others. It gives hope. It gives perspective. It makes you strong. I don't know about you, but when God speaks, there's a confidence that comes because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Ask God daily, what are you saying, God? And then write it down. Use it when you pray. Declare it. Encourage others with it, yeah? And thirdly, Master your mind. Master your mind. Colossians 3, we know this. Verse 1 and 2, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. It matters what goes through your mind and what you allow to stay there. It matters what you think and what you meditate on. We must Be diligent in this hour to fill our minds with truth during this time. If you're feeling fearful, check out what you're thinking about. Check out what you're meditating on. And you don't need to be condemned by that. It just means you need to exchange some of the thoughts for the truth of God. Yeah? All right, so sometimes we just need to make a great exchange. I'm going to exchange that thought for what God says about that. I love Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9. It's like a litmus test, it's like it's like a checklist. We can check our thought life against this scripture and know what to chuck up and what to, uh, not to, sorry, know what to chuck out and what to keep in our brains. It says, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. It's literally a checklist of what you can allow to have brain space. If it doesn't fit into one of these categories, just pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy, then don't allow it to say. Don't meditate on it. Don't allow it to to be entertained in your brain. Don't allow it to go round and round and round. And you know what? When we practice what we've learned in the Bible, there's a promise. The God of peace will be with us. Ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't his word so awesome? Like my spirit just feels um, excited and expectant just meditating on, on just these three keys and what the Lord's been saying. Um, and my spirit's just like, boom, alive. Praise God. I want to encourage you. Of course, there are other things we can do. This is I'm not, I'm not giving you the only three things to do and to apply at this time. They're just three things that I really felt to share with you today. Hello, Micah. <sighs> um, so, of course, we pray. Of course we worship. Of course we get in the word. And it goes without saying, be intimate with God. When we're intimate with him, we have his perspective. Everything changes. Perhaps in your groups, you can discuss other keys you've found helpful in times of crisis or fear, keys that help you keep, keep um, grounded in truth. And I want to leave you with a final thought and a practical application um, Izzy D. um, she posted a prophetic word, I think it was on Tuesday this week, and I wanted to share it because I think it's, I think it's such a beautiful, um, word from the Father, and it's really practical for this time. Um, okay, so, I'm just going to read it out to you. Sorry, I didn't get it ready. All right, no, not, not yet. She said, in a vision, I saw the ocean draw back and it, as it does before a tsunami. As the waves receded, it exposed the expanse of sand with hundreds of fish left over on the ocean floor, eyes and mouths open and staring at their surroundings. I felt this urgency in the vision to go and pick up the fish and carry them back to a watery place where they could breathe the sense was distinct no fishing lines or bait were needed only a quick walk onto the stand onto the sand and a steady hand to grab the fish by the tails fishing tactics are different in times when danger looms and threatens to change the face of society this fishing is hands on personal connection with carrying people to the shore we were not to worry that we were not experienced fishermen. It mattered only that we cared for the condition of the fish. There was also repeated urgency for us to move onto the sand quickly before the water returned with force. The waters back in full force would create a familiar environment that would pull the fish once more into the depths where the help of the personal kind would no longer be needed. Jesus taught us to fish for men. And whilst the tactics are changing now, the message of reconciliation does not. We often take for granted our own stability amidst a tsunami of events. But many are gaping on the dry sand, needing a steady hand up, our support through our decision to be a joy. It is our opportune time. It is like when Jesus came out of the 40 days in the desert with power, I believe we are in an opportune time of power where we can share the, the reserves we have stored up, the riches of our, our inheritance with whosoever will receive. When we love others, even if they choose to be independent, they will never forget the seeds of faith, hope and love. But the greatest memory will be love. Oh, I love that. I want to encourage you to read it over and over and over. Um, Our mandate as a church community hasn't changed. We exist to know God and to advance his kingdom, to make him known in the world. And there's a world out there that is freaking out right now. And to be honest, I have zero desire to reach them so I can get another notch in my evangelism belt. Yuck. That is not my motive. The thing about knowing God is when you're intimate with him and when you know his heart, you you start caring about the things that he cares about. So his heart is is like reaching out and deeply compassionate for people that don't have food, for people that are living in absolute fear. Fear for people that have the virus and are sick, for the people who are dying, for the people who are left behind, the families that are left behind, the, the compassion of, of the Lord is, is, is reaching out to them. And so um, we as believers can, can partner with the Lord's heart and, and become a love response to that. So I want to encourage you this week to be aware of what the Father is saying um, and 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 how he's moving in your heart, and just be obedient to love people well, to love your neighbors well, to love your brothers and sisters in Christ well. But also to realize there's there's people in the world they're like those gaping fish, gaping for air, and we can love them. We can love them. It's not really a time to like preach at them. It's a time to love them, and and to to be peace to let them experience our peace that we carry because Jesus is inside of us. Um, On Friday this week, um, just a quick little story. On Friday this week, I had someone on my heart and um, (laughs) I just couldn't shake it, couldn't shake it. I'm sure that's all happened to you, couldn't shake it. I was like, all right. Um, And confession time, about a month before this, um, the same woman had been on my heart And I felt like the Lord had given me a scripture and and an encouraging word for her. But the scripture was a real cliche scripture. And it was like, it was just one that you could apply to a large range of situations. And um, I was like, oh, Lord, really? Is that really you or is it just me? Um, Is there anything else? Can't you give me something a little bit more profound? And he didn't. And anyway, so I sat on it. I didn't. I didn't release the word. Um, I didn't give it to her. But the other day, I could not shake her off my from my thoughts. Um, and I, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I need to deliver that word, don't I? <laughs> and um, I felt strongly to buy her a gift. Um, and I felt to buy her meat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to this woman with a bag of meat and a cliche word from God. And I'm just like, oh, Father, this is not you. I'm just going to look so ridiculous and so silly. But anyway, off I went with my bag of meat and I just caught her quickly and I just said, oh, you've been on my heart all day and I know you're on the Father's heart. I just felt to give you this. um, Love you. And off I went. And um, I was just like, Lord, I just trust that all to you. Um, and she messaged me later that night and she just said, um, Naomi, the timing of your gift and your word could not have been more perfect. Um, thank you. Thank you for conveying the heart of God to me because I really needed to hear it today. Um, and so I wanted to encourage you, even, even if you're like, oh, this this isn't a profound word, it's whatever. I'm just like, if it's on your heart, if it's on the Father's heart, um, be obedient, um, reach out to people around you. I've seen Andrew Scarborough. Um, he's, he ministered, remember, in our church community last year. He lives down in Melbourne, I think. Um, he's an evangelist, so he's been hitting the streets with toilet paper um but also on a on a more like practical note that we could even implement as individuals he's gone knocking on the doors of everyone in his street um and he's just knocking and he's just saying hi um we're the scarboroughs we live at number blah blah Um, i just wanted to check in how are you doing is there anything you need do you have any physical needs right now that maybe i could help meet for those that don't want to open their door, he's made up little cards and he's just introducing themselves, their phone numbers to say, if there's any way we can support you or help you in this time, give us a call. And he's putting them in mailboxes for people that don't open the doors. And I just think, oh, that's such a practical, practical thing that we could all do. Imagine if we all were just like, right, we're going to connect with every person in our street this week and we're just going to check in on them, not with like um, a motive to be like, oh, I'm going to like, them saved I I pray that that because of the love that we show people it, it will lead them to salvation the goodness of God leads men to repentance um, but yeah I want to challenge you and encourage you to reach out to your neighbors this week and just follow those those um leadings of the Lord so be encouraged dig a deep well with the Lord know him pray get in the word Meet in a church group during the week. We still have our Wednesday women's group um, in the morning running. We still have a night men's group on a Wednesday night. Um, Not this coming Monday, but the following one, we'll be having another women's group on a Monday night. So I want to encourage you to get involved. Um, There are prayer houses popping up. Julia and Lou are running theirs on a Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m., but there will be other ones popping up in the next few weeks so we can gather in small groups to pray. The intercessors are praying online for the church community. Um, Praise God. Thank you, intercessors. I've been so blessed to hear Anna Ronavi organizing prayer at Parliament House for the Parliament, for our government. Praise God for you, Anna. I want to encourage you to stay connected if someone's on your mind this week, pick up the phone, give them a call, message them, encourage one another praise God and I want to con- I want to um, continue to just stir you up to to cultivate revival in your own heart and life yeah the revival is just beginning. God is doing amazing things um This does not slow him down. I am so excited to see what God's spirit wants to do. So my encouragement, what are you watching? What's God saying? Master your mind and then go and love people. So bless you guys. Um, Thanks for all tuning in. I'm going to pass it over now to um, Tom. He's going to lead us in a time of communion. Um, Be blessed, guys, and... Let's stay connected, love you all.